This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. We will continue today with Minhagim of Raboteinu about Tfilin. The Gemara in Maseches Sukkah has a Brisa that discusses the concept of Chinuch for Mitzvos. The Brisa there explains that there are certain times at which it is proper to educate a or to train a Katan in Mitzvos. But each mitzvah has its specific uh, time. For example, it says, Katan A child who knows what it means to shake the lulav is chayav and lulav. That b'raisa has a number of examples. Katan daber, katan The Gemara says there, the Brisa says there that Katan Hayodea Lishma Tfilav Avivlokeachlot Tfilin. Tulsus and Erichin already pointed out that the phrase of the Gemara seems to be different. Instead of Chayav, where it says, for example, Katan Hayodea Lishatev Chayav Betzitzis, it says Katan Hayodea Lishma Tfilin or Tfilav Avivlokeachlot Tfilin. It doesn't say Aviv Chayav Tfilin. Tulsus and Erichin gives an explanation. The Halacha is codified in the Shulchan Aruch in Simen Lamed Zayin that Katan Hayodea Lishmar Tfilin Betara Shelo Yishan Shelo Yafiach Bahem He knows how to control his bodily needs He knows not to fall asleep is Chayav Aviv Liknos Lo Tfilin Lechancha His father must buy him Tfilin Now the Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber, said that, quote, quotes the Gemara fairly exactly. There might be different texts, different girsos in the Gemara, but that seems to be one of the texts of the Gemara. The Ramah says, V'yesh Omrim, Da'aikatan davka shu ben yud gimel shanim v'yamechad. There is an opinion, it's cited that this is the opinion of the Balo Itur, that the Katan is referring to a child who's 13 years old. But, and this is the custom, says the Ramah, and we should not deviate from our custom. So according to the Minag Svard, there is a din based on the Gemara, Katna Yodea Lishmar Tfilin, Aviv Lokech But according to the Minag Ashkenaz, it seems that the Ramah codified the Halacha in accordance with the opinion of the Baal Ha'itor, that you should not put on Tfilin before you're 13. Now, many people have raised the question, what does it mean that your father is chayev once your child is 13? Is there a concept called chinuch anymore? He's a gadol. Is there a chiddush that a child 13 years old is chayev and tefillin? So, people have explained it would be worthwhile to see the baloiter inside and understand, is this really what he said is this way it was interpreted? But people have interpreted the Balo Itur to say that it's referring to a child who reached the age of 13 but is not 
reached physical maturity. We know that Midaraisa, a cotton, is only by mitzvah when he is 13 years old and reached physical maturity. So here, since he, according to this theory, the katan is still a katan alpidin, although he's 13 years old. And therefore, there's a din, at this time, since he is 13 years old, his father should buy him tefillin, and apparently he should wear tefillin. The assumption would be that according to the Baloiter, before 13 years old, you should not put on tefillin. And the reason would be that since tefillin require a high degree of awareness, hesachadas, losing concentration of tefillin, is considered a very severe problem. Therefore, it would be inappropriate for a child below the age of 13, who we do assume cannot be shomer tefillin the way it should be done, therefore he should not put on tefillin at all. Now, the Ramah codified and said, the custom of Ashkenaz is not to put on tefillin before you're by mitzvah. The Mishnabura quotes the Magen Avram, who said that today there is a custom that we put on two or three months, we put on tefillin two or three months before the bar mitzvah. The Biur Halacha has a long explanation, and he said that we do have to remember that in the time of the Gemara, perhaps they still put on tefillin all day. Or, to the other extreme, they were extremely afraid of tefillin, and there was even a situation where Am Yisrael, as a general group of people, did not put on tefillin. They were so afraid of the Kedusha of tefillin. In that case, they didn't want a child below the age of 13 to put on tefillin, either because they were afraid, or because they were tefillin all day. You could go from one extreme to the other. But today, that we only put on tefillin for a short time, and therefore, we would assume that even a child who's reached a certain level of maturity, that he could be aware of his tefillin. So therefore, the custom today is that we we allow a young man to put on tefillin two or three years before his bar mitzvah. Two or three months, I'm sorry, before his bar mitzvah. The Mishnah, the Aruch HaShulchan, in discussing this halacha, says that the custom today is that we do put on tefillin before the bar mitzvah, before the bar mitzvah, And he seems to think that we should really paskin like the Etor. At the end, the Aruch HaShulchan has another custom of which I'm aware, I remember seeing this custom, but I don't know many poskim who discuss it. The Aruch HaShulchan says there is a generally accepted custom that a, a person who's an orphan should put on tefillin earlier. In, when he's 12 years old, he puts on tefillin. Perhaps the reason was that they were afraid that a child 13, the father is obligated to buy tefillin. So when the David's bar mitzvah, buy tefillin. But a, a yasam, maybe nobody is there to take care of him, so they wanted to make sure that he would have tefillin by his by his bar mitzvah, so they said there should be an obligation earlier in order to make sure he has tefillin by the time he's 13. 
I'm not sure what the reason for it is. The Aruch HaShulchan says he does not know of any reason. And it's not proper to have this custom. And therefore, even a Yasam should not put on tefillin before he's actually 13. The custom of the Vilna Gaon seemed to follow the opinion that you do not put on tefillin before you're 13 years old. The proof of this is a little complicated that this is really the opinion of the Vilna Gaon, but it has been explained that the Vilna Gaon agreed with a certain Rashi and Brachas Tafchaf, and that Rashi is in accordance with the opinion of the Balo Itar, etc., etc., that they assume that the Gra really paskind like the Balo Itar. Rav Sternbuch, in his explanation of the Minhagim of the Gra, quotes an interesting perush from Revelvel, the Briskerov, as explained by his son. The Gemara and the Rambam ha- have the phrase, Katan Hayodea Lishmar Tfilin, Aviv The Gemara, the Rambam quoted, Katan Hayodea Lishmar Tfilov. And the Briskerov apparently explained this is referring to someone who knows to protect his tefillin. It doesn't say a word about putting on tefillin. Now, I said, Tosos and Erechin already be, tried to explain the difference between the word Chayav and Lishmar. General, the general Brisa said, So the Tosos and Erechin tried to give one explanation. The Biskarov explained that it doesn't say a word here about putting on the tefillin. It just means that a child should be careful of his tefillin, that they shouldn't be stolen, that they shouldn't, he shouldn't lose them, he shouldn't take them into the bathroom. But the Gemara here did not at all discuss the concept of the child putting on tefillin when he is not yet by mitzvah. The Hasidish custom apparently, is to follow the Ramah. The explanation of the Hasidic custom is not just because we follow the opinion of the Balo Itur, which might be uh, based upon a, um, the concept of Shmirat Tfilin, but, but the reason that's given by the Hasidim is because the special excitement that a young man feels when he puts on tefillin the first time is a special type of kedusha, and that is when the Yetzirah Tov really takes over, when he becomes a bar mitzvah, and therefore he really undergoes a tremendous religious experience when he puts on tefillin the first time, but when he's a bar mitzvah. But if he puts on tefillin two or three months earlier, then it just seems to be, you know, like... Unfortunately, like many put, people put on film, really we should try to see that every day we do a mitzvah, it should be like we're doing the mitzvah for the first time. But 
Unfortunately, most people, I, I hope I'm wrong, but many people do not experience the same feeling of putting on tefillin every day that they felt the first time. I remember the first time that I put on tefillin, I could hardly put my arm down. I just felt, look at my arm, I have tefillin on my arm. I couldn't even put it by my side. I sort of held it up in the air. But that excitement, unfortunately, wears off. So the Hasidim say, have a custom that they shouldn't put on tefillin at all until Yerba Mitzvah. The custom of Lubavitch seems to be that the Rebbes of, or the people that were destined to be Rebbes actually did put in tefillin a long time before their Bar Mitzvah. But I'd have to check more into the sources of Lubavitch and Minhagim to see how they explain each particular custom. The interesting point is made in the Hasidic world, and this is quoted in a sefer called Minag Yisrael Torah, where he mentions a lot of the minhagim of the of of Hasidim. So he mentioned here that if tfil, if the bar mitzvah day happens to fall on a Shabbos or Yantif on Cholamoid, then it would be proper, even according to the Hasidic minhag that you don't put on tefillin until you are actually by mitzvah, to put on tefillin the day before the Yom Tov, the day before Shabbos. And he quotes Hasidim uh, in the name of the Belzerebbe, this, and this was the custom of the Satmer, that you should put on tefillin once, be, at least on your bar mitzvah. But if you can't put on tefillin on your bar mitzvah, then you put on tefillin before your bar mitzvah. As some of you may recall, Last week we discussed, in the last year we discussed putting on tefillin in Cholamoid. And we explained that brisket tradition was not to put on tefillin in Cholamoid at all. Reb Velvel, Reb, the brisket Rav, became bar mitzvah on Cholamoid Sukkis. At his bar mitzvah, he gave a shiur, his bar mitzvah drasha was about putting on tefillin on Cholamoid, where he explained the Brisker tradition explained to the Rishonim that we paskin that you do not put on tefillin on Cholamoid. Nevertheless, the Masorah is that his father, Reb Chaim, told him that on that particular day, that day of Cholamoid, the day that he became by mitzvah, he should put on tefillin, that a by mitzvah boy should have put on tefillin at least the day of his by mitzvah. So it's interesting that in a way it's very similar to the Hasidish custom with one slight difference. When a day, the custom was not to put on tefillin before your bar mitzvah, but on the day of your bar mitzvah, you should at least put on tefillin, according to the Hasidish custom, the day of Erev Yantif or Erev Shabbos, whereas the, the Brisker Rav custom, or you, it's hard to say it's a custom, I know it happened once, that he put on tefillin, on although that was the only time in his life he put on tefillin on Chol One of the interesting questions that is raised is a, about a child becoming by mitzvah and making a bracha shechianu. Now, you could discuss when a person does this mitzvah, putting on tefillin the first time, should he make shechianu? Should he say shechianu? But 
Reb Shlomo Zalman said, I got a very simple solution. Whether you make a bracha in a mitzvah, when the mitzvah like tefillin, the first time you do it, might be a question. But here I have a simple solution. Give the child a pair of tefillin on his day of his bar mitzvah. That should not be any less than buying a new suit or buying a new talis or buying something else that means something to you. And you should make tefillin, you should make a shachianu on the fact that you now have bought, have acquired a uh, valuable kli, valuable uh, tefillin. People have suggested that if you put in tefillin before your bar mitzvah, then your father gives you your tefillin earlier. So to discuss the brach of Shechianu, the first time you're chayiv and mitzvahs, when we chayiv and tefillin, you'd have to discuss again, could you make a bracha Shechianu when, when the first time you do a mitzvah that you're chayiv midaraisa, even though you did it earlier. And, but here the issue of buying or acquiring the kli, the, the tefillin, on your day of your mitzvah would not longer be applicable because your father had already given it to you before your mitzvah. So they say that Rabbi Shlomo Salman suggested that it be given to the child earlier as a loan. The father could give him his tefillin, but not to give him the tefillin. Let him use my pair of tefillin and be makna the tefillin on the day of the bar mitzvah. And then the child certainly could make a shechianu on that day when he acquired the pair of tefillin for himself. To summarize, the Ramaz says that the custom is not to put on tefillin before your bar mitzvah, in accordance with the opinion of the Balo Eater. However, it seems to me that the generally accepted custom is not like what I explained in the name of the Gaon, is not like the Balo Eater, but to put on tefillin sometime before. The, uh, some of the minhagim were two or three months before. I think the general minig of the Ashkenazi Jews is to put in film one month before. And the custom of a yasam to put in film earlier is, seems to be totally rejected by most poskim. Another question about tefillin would be, when do you take off the tefillin? When uh, does the chalitza start tefillin? Here, we know that the din exists, is found already in the Shulchan Aruch, about Chalitza Satfilin. In the book of Professor Harav Daniel Sperber, Mina Yisrael Chelek Dalid, he has a very interesting comment about this. In the Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Chafei, Sif Yud Gimel, it says, the minig is to not to take off your tefillin until you say, Kedushas The Ramah adds that according to Kabbalah, you should not take off your tefillin until you say three Kedushas and four Kaddish. And therefore, the fourth Kaddish is the one after after Aleinu. And the, the, he explains where do you have the three Kedushas and where you have the four Kaddish, and therefore the, you should not take off your tefillin until after Aleinu. The Mishnabura says, this is all based on a mistake in the print. Ta'ut Sofer. It should really say three Kaddish and four Kedushos. And he goes on to explain what the three Kedushos are, what the three Kaddishes are, and what the four Kedushos. And according to him, you can take off your tefillin after the Kaddish of Valetzion. So, 
here we have a custom of the Ramah that seems to be codified as a custom of the Ramah, but nevertheless based on a mistake, on a tow sulfur. Whether it's a tow sulfur or not can be questioned, you can discuss if you'll want to look up Professor Sperber's analysis there. He quotes people that explain it's not a, a mistake, but nevertheless the Mishtabruah thought it's a mistake. And what's interesting to note, and this is the point that Professor Sperber made, that even though he, the Mishnah says it's based on a mistake, it seems that it would be best not to take off your tefillin until the Kaddish Yasam after Aleinu. Professor Sperber uses as an example of a minig that even though the basic reason for the minig seems very questionable at the to be uh, generous, it's basically here it's a real mistake, nevertheless the minig stands and we should try to observe that minig. Of course, the custom of most people is not to take off your tefillin um, after, or to wait till after Aleinu. You see in many, many shuls, just by looking around, you'll see many people take off their tefillin after Kadesh, after Uval The other times of taking off tefillin have also a very interesting history. For example, Rosh Chodesh. When should you take off your tefillin? Again, from my experience, most people take off their tefillin on Rosh Chodesh after the Kaddish, before Masaf. And then many people just leave their tefillin uh, somehow on the table, Davin Shmoneswe, in order to Davin Tefillah B'Tzibur. But they, and they'll straighten out their tefillin, they'll put them away nicely uh, sometime later. The custom of taking off your tefillin before Musaf is based on a concept uh, that's quoted in, the, in Simen Chafei in the Shulchan Aruch that when you say Keter, when you say Musaf of Keter, Yitnu Lecha Hashem Elokeinu Malachim Amonimala, it's not appropriate to say that Kedushas Keser wearing tefillin. Of course, according to the Minig Ashkenaz, that you don't say Keter, this reason doesn't seem to apply, but nevertheless, the custom of the Ashkenazi Jews is also to take off your tefillin before Mosef and Rosh Chodesh. Now, Rabbi Soloveitchik was cited by Rabbi Shechter in Nefesh Harav that the Rav was very upset by the fact that people left their tefillin just uh, not properly supervised, not tied up properly, and he felt it wasn't right to put on the tefillin on the table and just wait Davin Musaf. In Rav Shechter's Sefer, it says that according to the Rav, if you do not have a chance to put on the, to put away your tefillin, and Davin Tfilah B'Tzibur, it would be best to rely on the opinion of the Taz and Davin Musaf with your tefillin. And it's better to do that than to take off your tefillin and have them lying around. So, according to Rav Shechter, the Rav's custom would be to take off your tefillin and put them away. But if you couldn't put them away, there was no time, 
then you would keep them on and wear them for Musaf. Interestingly enough, other people have discussed this question. And, for example, Rav Sternbuch, in his Sefer, Tshuvas Van Hagos, quotes that Shamati Alkama Gedolim Shikpidu Shezeu Bizayon Litfilim. Rav Steinbach says he heard that certain Gedolim, of course he does not mention who these Gedolim are. I really wondered, did he hear this in the name of Rav Salavechik? But nevertheless, Rav Steinbach says, I heard that people were upset by it. In fact, he quotes the opinion of the Balatanya in the Shulchan Aruch Hara, in the Siddur of the Shulchan Aruch, of, of, in the Siddur of, of the Balatanya. It says that you take off your tefillin before Kaddish which seems to be an interesting question, because the Kaddish before Musaf, is it a Kaddish before Musaf, or is it a Kaddish after putting the Sefer Torah back, after Asher Yuval Now, we said Kaddish on Rosh Chodesh, we said Kaddish Eskabel already after Aleinu. After, um, you said Kaddish Eskabel after Halel. So, this Kaddish seems to be the introduction to Musaf. If that would be true, then it really does make sense to take them off before Kaddish and not to leave them just lying around. Rav Steinbuch also quotes an opinion of Ramami Pano, who says that you should take your your tefillin off after the Kaddish, before Kriyasa Torah. Because he says Kriyasa Torah is also connected to Rosh Chodesh, and it would not be appropriate to hear Kriyasa Torah of Rosh Chodesh with Tefillin. The bottom line is, Rav Steinbuch agrees with this principle, that it would really be better to take off your Tefillin before the Kaddish, and not to have them lying in a state of bizayon during Shemon as was the the Kpeda of Gdole Yisrael Zechet Tzadikim Levracha. The idea of taking them off early before the Kaddish would mean that you fold them up during Kaddish? Would that be a problem of not having the proper attitude toward Kaddish? It's interesting enough that some people have the custom of taking off their tefillin during Shemona Esrei and wrapping them up and putting on the other pair of tefillin for those people that put on Rabbi Tam. Now there, Poskim have really discussed, is this appropriate? Because what you're doing is you can't pay that close attention to Chazar Sashaks, if you're busy doing something like wrapping up your tefillin and putting on new tefillin, and especially when you put on the tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam, if it's in the middle of Shemon Esrei, then you're losing the brach, the amens, the, the for those people that say Baruch Baruch Shemo, because while you're putting on tefillin, even though you don't make a bracha, you can't be mafsik in tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam either. So people have argued when would be the best time to take off the tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam? To take off the tefillin before 
Rosh Chodesh, uh, for before Musaf, is one issue. Take off tefillin, Rashi's tefillin before Rabbeinu Tam would be another issue. Another question of taking off tefillin would be an interesting discussion about taking off tefillin on the day that there's a bris. The book that I quoted before about the the uh, Minig Yisrael Torah has a discussion also of when to take off their tefillin. And he mentioned this opinion of taking off your tefillin during of Rashi's tefillin in Chazar Shatzah, putting on Rabbi Rutam, and the discussion that I mentioned, is it a good idea or not a good idea, is found in that Sefer. But let's go back to what I mentioned before. When do you take off your tefillin on the day of a bris? Right now I'm referring specifically to the Bala bris. Now some people have a custom that they feel it's proper for the Bala bris to wear tefillin. Not only is the custom that he should wear tefillin, but he should put on tefillin, if, even if it's not immediately after davening. Like, I can understand two issues. One, a person is in the middle of davening. It's about time to daven and put on his tefillin, to take off his You're finishing davening before the bris. So some people normally take off their tefillin. So I say, don't take off your tefillin until after the bris. Okay. But some people have even stronger than that. Let's say the bris is scheduled for 12 o'clock in the afternoon. They daven chakras, they finished early. But nevertheless, at 12 o'clock, the Bala Bris has a custom, especially in Eretz put on tefillin. And they generally think that the reason for this is because tefillin is an os, bris mila is an os, so it's good to have two otot at the same time. The ot of mila and the ot of tefillin. Someone asked the question that we do not have time today to go into an answer, so I'll wait. Perhaps somebody will send me an answer. Why is it that on Shabbos we don't put in tefillin? Because Shabbos is an os. And we have the os of Shabbos, so we don't want another os of tefillin. One ot is sufficient. And here we say by tefillin, the custom is to put on tefillin, to keep tefillin specifically on, or to put on tefillin, so you should have two otot. Why is it that we put on two otot, whereas on Shabbos we're careful not to put on two otot? Interesting question. I suggest anyone who would like, send an answer.